0: In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Sean. Uh, thanks, everyone. It's been great so far. Good to be with you. Um, we're in Isaiah 61, a series. Um, we want to be good news uh, to the poor. And today we're talking about blessing and um, if you want to turn up, Isaiah 61, do so. It's it's uh, it's good to have in front of you, um, as I do as we go through um, what it is to be a blessing this morning. Um, one of my boys asked me yesterday, uh, evening mealtime. He said, um, what, "What are you speaking on?" And I said, "Oh, I'm I'm speaking on being a blessing." I said, "I've got a statement. I've got two stories, and I've got a picture." And he said, "What's your statement? Is it that you've got a dead trim?" <laughs> Like He just said that straight out to me. Admittedly, my hair has bushed incredibly over lockdown. And so this morning, I've swept it aside um, with lots of gel. I hope it's palatable uh, to you watching at home. Anyway, my real statement is this. If you stand in his blessings, you will stand out as a blessing to others. Did you get that? If you stand in his blessings... You will stand out as a blessing to those around you. It makes sense, doesn't it? That if you know God, if you know of Him, you can make Him known. If you don't know of Him, you can't. If you've tasted of His goodness and you've experienced His blessing and His faithfulness, then you can very much, because of the difference that it's made in your life, make a difference in those. Around you, So let's read the text, shall we? I want to say right off the bat that God is the God of blessing, okay? Verses 8b, the second half of verse 8 and 9 uh, are my verses today, uh, but I'll read the whole of 8 just for context. Uh, the first couple of lines won't come up on the screen, but here we go. It says, For I, the Lord... Love, justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. We looked at that last week. If you want to check it out, uh, do so. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. See, God has always wanted a people for himself. He's always wanted to have this people, the Israelites of the Old Testament, a nation that were supposed to represent him and be a blessing, be an example, be an advocate, as it were, for all the nations of the world, And it started way back, stated way back in our Bible, the start of our Bible in the garden, but probably more specifically in Abraham, where God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 12, verses 1 and 2. And he said this, he said, I will make you a blessing. This is a great promise for Abraham. I will make you into a great nation, God said, and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Even the people that blessed Abraham were gonna get blessed because Abraham was to be a blessing. We've talked about this before. It was our theme for the last year. It's an incredible way to live your life. And the hope in Isaiah's time for the people would be that they once again would show that they are God's servants to the world. That they would get back to the original plan that God had for them, the Israelites, to be a blessing to those around them. But as they came back from exile, they weren't sure. They felt they'd been treated wrongly, injustice. They felt they'd been treated badly like because because god had sent the babylonians to invade jerusalem because their city was taken over actually that was for because of their sin and then later the persians that came and smacked the babylonians that was so that the israelites could come back home and be in jerusalem again but they didn't see it like that in fact they began to wonder whether their God was as big as they thought He was. They began to think, "One, maybe the Babylonian God is more powerful than our God, or the Persian God." <laughs> they stopped believing who God was. And this reminds me of another story. Here is my first story. You can read it in Numbers, Numbers thirteen. Uh, Moses has uh, come to a place. Uh, leading the Israelites uh, out of slavery from Egypt. And he comes to just before the land of Canaan. Canaan is the promised land. It's a land that God has promised his people. It's a land that is incredibly prosperous. It's a land flowing with milk and with honey. And they get to this land and, and Moses decides to send some spies or some people, some scouts into the land to tell the people what it is really like. And the spies come back, and on their kind of shoulders, they have a pole, two of them, which has got some of the fruit of the land. And it's just incredible. It's beautifully succulent. And it shows something of the blessing of that land for the people. They brought back a massive bunch of grapes. Have a look at the grapes on the screen. I want to use this. This is my picture. I want to use this picture as a, an illustration of, of blessing. What does it represent to you? Uh, some of you might have gone to the fermented version of this, a little bit down the line already. Try not to go there. OK? I know it's Mother's Day, but try and hold off for a while. Um, it means to me, it means prosperity. It means abundance. It speaks of blessing, doesn't it? Fruitfulness. I want you to remember this picture, this huge bunch of grapes. I can imagine them, each grape like an apple perhaps because of the goodness of the land that God wanted to give to them. The reports came back. They said, it is indeed a land flowing with milk, and with honey. But. And I'm like, no, don't do the but. Look at the grapes. <laughs> Look at the picture. And they're like, no, but the people in it, they are very powerful. They're like giants and we're like grasshoppers. Look at the picture. Look at the grapes. Look at the blessing. No, the places. They are they are protected by up to the hill. We're never going to get in there. Look at the grapes. <laughs> Look at the blessing that God wants to release into your life. <laughs> they grumbled. And God, quite frankly, had enough of the Israelites grumbling and complaining and he said to them for every day that they checked out the land 40 days they would wander in the desert some more for 40 years that that generation he says in numbers 14 verse 30 not one of you will enter the land i swore with uplifted hand to make your home except caleb caleb had a beautiful sense of faith He said, surely we can take this land. We can do it. I want us to be a bunch of Calebs, but I want us first to recognize that the Israelites had come up against a barrier to their blessing. They'd forgotten about who their God was first barrier to blessing is forgetting. We need to go from forgetting to remembering or knowing. Knowing who God is. You see, God had given them so much signs and wonders and provision and help in their time in, in the desert. And uh, he had a plan to bless them and he wanted them therefore to be a blessing. And I think God's got a plan for us in that same way as well. You know, I don't want to wander In the desert, I want to walk in the blessing. Do you want to walk with me? Where do you want to go? I don't want to be the generation that missed it. I want to be the people who grasp God's blessings. Everything that he has for us, corporately and individually, so that I can be a blessing to those around me. I'm giving you some context here as to how we can become this people. And you might say, well, as I do sometimes, well, I know God is good, but is he good to me? Is he good to me in this particular situation? I've been struggling with some just physical pains ever since like two months into lockdown, like almost for a year now. I've just been struggling physically, all bunch of stuff. And I'm like, God, I know that you are good, but are you gonna be good to me in this stuff? And as I look at the Bible, I see people like Sarah who, who was desperate for a baby and, and she must have cried out, God, I know you are good, but are you good to me? In this situation, and I want to encourage you if you are like that, there are stories littered through the Bible where you can gain encouragement. Sarah did have a son, but it's so difficult in the waiting And I want to give you some helps if that's you. I want to encourage you to keep believing who God is. Don't forget who he is and what he's done in the past for you. I want to say that as you wait for the big thing, perhaps, in your life, rejoice in the small things, the small blessings that are there on a daily basis. And as you wait for your blessing... Bless others. Now, that can be so hard to do. But that's what I believe will help you in your waiting. You see, God, he is often more concerned with who you are becoming than what you are getting. And that's the the great thing of the Bible, that he's changing us and he's transforming us to be more like him, that we would, when we get that blessing, use it for his glory. And because of the Israelites then and the Israelites that Isaiah was speaking to, God raised up another servant. He raised up, A suffering servant. We can read about him in Isaiah. Isaiah 54 and 55 tells of this one that was to come. This is the prophetic voice of Isaiah. And we are in Isaiah 61 hearing him speak as something of what he would do as he fulfilled this prophetic vision. This servant was rejected, he was killed. He was a sacrifice for our sins. (laughs) I tell you, if you want to come into the blessing this morning, if you're outside of the blessing of what it is to know God, you know you can't know God unless you've been saved by God. In a true sense. Suffering servant that went to a cross and died. He rose again in victory. Having paid the price for our sins, He's the one that we can trust in our desperation, in our brokenness, to save us from our sins, to have forgiveness, and to live in Him forever, knowing that He's got blessings for us now and blessings for us in the future. Let me show you a a, a second barrier to the blessing. This one's a bit quicker. It's going from ignoring what God has done to celebrating all that he's done. You know, we need to give thanks, don't we? We need to celebrate what God's doing in our lives, the small things and the big things. You know, inexpressed or unexpressed gratitude is actually not gratitude at all. It's ingratitude. There's that sense that unless you give it back to God and rejoice in it, that actually you've probably taken it for granted. That's number two, ignoring to celebrating. I'm looking forward to when there's more of us in the room and we hear more and more stories of God's blessing in our lives, testimonies of his goodness as we celebrate him together as what he has done in and through us. Number three, barrier to blessing is apologizing for it to standing in it. Remember, if you stand in his blessing, then you will stand out as a blessing for him to others. Let me just talk about the blessings. What are they? Well, we've already seen some in Isaiah 61. Instead of ashes, we get beauty. Instead of mourning, there's joy. Instead of this spirit of despair that we live in without him, there is this clothing of gladness and rejoicing. Later on, that's in verses kind of three early on. Later on in six and seven, there's this double portion that we're going to get instead of shame. There's this inheritance. Um, Instead of disgrace, we become priests of God. I mean, these are just the ones that are in Isaiah 61, and they're just incredible. It's amazing what God has done. And then if you're not convinced of that, go to Ephesians 1 where it says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing that there ever is to have or know. And he's done that for us. Sometimes we need to rehearse those things rather than apologize for them. You know, Paul was not ashamed of the good news of the gospel and what it did in him and through him. No, he proclaimed it to everyone he came across. He was standing in the blessing. We're standing in this God who is incredibly generous and owns everything, whole of the universe. You can stand because you are God's chosen. You are redeemed, you are reconciled, you are forgiven. You're His servant. You're his friend. He loves you. We are, we can stand because we're not living for this life. We're living for the next one, the new Jerusalem that Isaiah talks about. This everlasting covenant that the suffering servant was to bring in as Jesus came to the earth and was going to, he'd go and live forever and bring his people with him. For too long, I want to suggest that we as Christians and the church have apologize for who we are and what we stand for. It's time to stand, friends. It's time to stand unapologetic for who we are, for what God has done in our lives. Quick story, I'm just going to shove a little one in. When I used to be a physio, um, I used to sing, I used to like worship whilst i worked, so it's just just come out a bit of singing and i'd still do this around the office now not so much when sean's around because he doesn't like it so much because it's not always tuneful Um, and someone would ask me and they said why are you singing so much and i was like oh yeah sorry (laughs) sorry i'll try not to sorry apologize i'll try not to try not to sing so much and i was just like challenged hang on a minute this is in me i'm gonna sing (laughs) now i didn't get any louder. But the next time when someone said, well, you sing a lot, don't you? I thought, yeah, you know, God's been good to me. God's been good. That's all I said, nothing more. But I went from apologizing for it to standing in the blessings. Okay, number four, barrier to blessing. If you hoard what he gives to you, it's a barrier to blessing you some more and others at all. From hoarding to sharing. As I I get into this bit, such a good bit, I'm going to show a video of someone who I think, a couple who just share something of the blessings that they've received. And so I want you to see this video, watch it, enjoy it, let it strengthen your faith and encourage you, and then I'm going to come back and explain something more.
1: Hi, my name is Zach and this is Sarah Joy, uh, my wife, and we want to tell you a quick story about how God did a really big healing in our life, in the life of our family. Um, So, cast your mind back, 2010, Sarah Joy was um, pregnant with what turned out to be twins, we found out at the 12-week scan. Complete surprise, never had it in the family before, and everything was going fine until we went in for the routine 20-week scan, and there they said, oops, this isn't good there's two very big problems you've got here number one is your twins are not growing anywhere near as fast as they should so they're absolutely tiny and problem number two was for the second twin in that part of his brain was missing it just hadn't formed at all and that's called the inferior cerebellum vermis and that's what controls for kind of movement and coordination
2: um, so then they uh, gave us an option they said either you can terminate or um, you can carry on with this, this pregnancy and we wanted to carry on with the pregnancy um, so uh, the issue was that they weren't very growing very well so they are dead tiny so um, that was one of the issues that they might not even survive the pregnancy um, and then the other issue was this big black hole in the uh, back of Finley's brain um, during my pregnancy I was scanned up to twice a day I think towards the end um, just to check on whether they had stopped growing or whether the blood flow had changed Um, and they also um, wanted just to keep a close eye on them so we knew we were going to get babies that were premature.
1: If if we were lucky, so to speak, because the chances were almost that they wouldn't survive or certainly one wouldn't survive because they were so small. So so we did all we could do, which was pray and ask those around us to pray, pray that they would keep growing and pray that um, uh, Finley's brain would basically regenerate itself, which we were told point blank, you know, medically impossible. And we actually got told, could you stop asking to see has it grown back yet? Because it's not going to at all.
2: Um, they actually thought we weren't dealing with the, the consequences of having a disabled child, but we totally were, but we just knew um, that we needed to pray as well. Um, so on the Friday um, in May, they uh, decided that actually they needed to be um, got out because uh, the blood flow had changed, and um, so they got them out, um, and then three days Later, uh, they had a routine head scan, uh, which all premature babies get, just to check whether there's any bleeding on the brain. Now, this is a new set of doctors, a new set of radiographers. um, And I ran up to the radiographer and just said, just to check, is the inferior cerebellum firmus still missing? She said, oh, hang on a minute. I haven't checked the notes. I'm just going to um, redo the scan and I'll let you know.
1: So, remarkably, God brought them out alive and... Three days later, we don't know exactly when it was, but it was proven three days after they were born, Finney's brain had completely grown back and now he is a living miracle.
2: And he's had three scans since um, and it's totally there and they can't explain um, how it has regenerated itself.
0: Praise God. With thanks to uh, Premier Christian Radio, who um, originally shot that, um, that is Zach and Sarah. You might not know them. Um, a year ago, roughly, they came down to Bournemouth um, and they heard me speaking about our theme for the year. They live in they lived in Birmingham. They came down, heard me about speaking about being a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing, and uh, they were exploring a call as to whether God was calling them to Bournemouth. And um, their life story, because of that incredible miracle, isn't it amazing? Isn't our God unbelievable (laughs) with the things that he can do? And by the way, I'm stirred that as we regather as church, that we would see more of God's presence, not less. You know, more of him breaking out in incredible blessings like that one. Um, that we would have multiple stories of that kind of thing um, happening amongst us because of who God is. We're a lover. I want to see more of that. Anyway, where was I going? got carried away. Zach and Sarah, um, because of what's happened, they've just lived their life as a blessing. It's like their life mantra is, because God has blessed us, we're just going to be a blessing. And you know what? They really have. They've moved to Bournemouth. They are exploring Southbourne and, um, as, a, as the, our other site. And you know, every, every time we see them, they bless us. Like we haven't known them long, but we're getting to know them. And they are a, a life example of what I'm talking about here. And that's why I wanted to show that story for you. Here's the question then. When people look at you, do they acknowledge you as a person that God has blessed. When you're around your friends, your colleagues, your mates, socially, at work, they say, you know, I know there's something about them. There's something different about them. They've, they've been blessed. It doesn't mean life's gonna be easy. And I must say right now, a little caveat to all that I'm saying, this, this isn't a prosperity message. This isn't a prosperity gospel that I'm preaching here. You see, God doesn't bless us to raise our standard of living. He blesses us to raise our standards of giving so that we would give out of what God has given unto us. Freely we have received, so freely will we give. Isn't it better to give than it is to receive? Sometimes we wonder. God wants us to be that people. So transformed will the Lord's people be, that worldwide because we are now his servants, we will be quite distinct because of a quality discerned in each of them which can only be explained as an act of divine blessing. (laughs) That's how we live our lives. Well, get some grapes. Buy some grapes. In your next supermarket shop, get some grapes. The perfect sharing food. Because God has blessed us. Every time you look at some grapes, you're going to think of, I'm to be a blessing. God has blessed me. I'm to be a blessing. Look at the picture. Every time you have a but, but, the people, the place, get some grapes. <laughs> As an illustration of God's blessing to us. How can you work this out? Everywhere. <laughs> I've got some stuff, but I haven't got time to share it. Anywhere and everywhere you go, in church, out of church. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I just we were encouraged as staff to write an encouragement to someone, and I sent it as an email. Just a blessing. In your neighbours, friends, it shouldn't take a pandemic for us to get out to our neighbours and say we want to bless you. That should be our lives. And as we come back, I'll finish with this. As we come back, let's not forget the pandemic when we became a bit more like God's people who he called us to be. As we offered help and did shopping and got WhatsApp groups and were a blessing to our neighbors, let us be that because that's what he's called us to. All right, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna show you a video which is gonna help us pray and finish. And uh, it's from... Um, a lady called Hillary who is one of our excellent hub volunteers and uh, she had a word for us and I want you to listen to it now and then on the back of it we're going to pray together.
3: I woke up in the early hours recently with a vivid picture of a perfectly clear window and a beautiful stained glass window. God was looking at us on earth with his perfect unblemished vision seeing everything. He saw us like scattered pieces of glass, representing different personalities, different gifts, different stories, small pieces of glass because we all come to the Lord in the brokenness of our sin. God watches us, pouring his love on us, and if we join our brokenness together in groups, in churches, in unity, we can form a beautiful stained glass window And God delights in that colourful picture of his love forged together to make something of beauty. So as a church, a community, a people, we may have come through brokenness. And in the last year, darkness has done its best to divide us. But in 2021, our DNA groups and life groups, our online services and hopefully opening church, food bank safe families, care for the elderly, youth and children's work, forge us together in a community to form something that God delights in. So Citygate in 2021, continue to join our pieces of glass together and we can form a massive stained glass window that delights the Lord as his light shines through upon his church.
0: Let's pray together. Father, you are an incredible God. You have done incredible things amongst us. You are worthy of all of our praise. Every blessing, we turn back to you. We say thank you, God. Thank you that we're in Christ. Thank you that we will see and know the new Jerusalem that Isaiah prophesied about. Thank you for the suffering servant, Lord, help us to be your servants wherever we go. Your hands, your feet, being a blessing. Lord, may we wake up every morning praying, Lord, who do you want me to bless today? Father, I want to pray even now. I want to pray for the people who think that they know that God is good, but will he be good to me? Or will they know you close now? Will they be caught up in something of your love? May they be more concerned about what you're doing in them about than about what they're getting at this time. And Lord, I pray you would not wait too long before you bless them with their heart's desire. And Lord, right now, I just want to pray for, for miracles. Lord, I pray for healing stories, healing testimonies as we've heard that amazing story. Would you multiply it, God, across this bay, not just on Sundays, Lord, but Monday to Saturdays. Father, would you show us your glory as you begin to heal our hearts and bodies, even now, people watching at home, I pray for the healing power of God. Would you restore? Would you redeem? Would you bring life where there is no life? Would you even recreate where there is nothing, God? That's the God that you are. And we pray for it, Lord. But ultimately, God, we say that anything that we get from you, would we give it away for your glory? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just finish in a song.